0: Hi everybody, welcome to Demystifying the Expert, a show where comedians attempt to discover what a scientist or a professor does all day. The plan is for you to laugh and learn about cutting-edge science and more, one expert at a time. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the support of the Madison Trust Fund in the person of Mr. Edward H. Rice, the College of Science and Mathematics, and the Department of Physics and Astronomy, all from the James Madison University. This program is made possible thanks to your generous support. Thank you for tuning in and listening. This is not our own original idea, although we did work on it and put it together with the JMU's team. It's... um, an emulation i don't know how bad or good it is for uh, from the real show which is you're the expert so look it up uh, there are post uh, podcasts for it so you can uh, you can read about experts just different experts from different areas however with real comedian hosts not like us uh, what we can offer
1: is <laughs> <laughs> yes. you say anything about these folks? no 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 they're all mm-hmm. wonderful
0: so we can only add Personal charm and extra credit for some of you. You know who you are. <laughs>
2: All
0: right. Okay. Speaking, of, speaking yeah. of which, we actually got awesome feedback through the little reports for the extra credit. And besides the fact that we did get a point, some of you put the show in quotes. Like, yeah, it's not a real show. Therefore, the type. Maybe next time it's going to be considered a real show. We'll see. All right. The thing is, we do appreciate any feedback you would have about. The event today. So, if you like us on JMU's Facebook, the uh, new and improved uh, Facebook, physics and astronomy uh, Facebook pages, and leave some feedback for us, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it.
1: All right. Let's go to the expert.
0: The expert of today, we will need to demystify, is Professor Chris Hughes. He is a professor in the Physics and Astronomy Department and also the Director of the Center of Material Science at JMU. Um, a bit of background, and that might help the comedians figure out maybe what kind of, you know, funny questions to ask to find out what kind of science is, is going on in, uh, in our expert's head and hands and laughing. Chris Hughes uh, got his uh, bachelor's degree in physics from uh, Davidson College. Uh, His uh, PhD from uh, uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and spent uh, wonderful years as a uh, postdoctoral fellow at North Carolina State University.
1: Dr. Hughes came to JMU in 1997 and was just beginning my graduate studies at that time. He turns to be. You wouldn't
2: tell, no.
1: would Turns out to be he is the second in seniority in our department. Something they would not guess, obviously. He has served as a physics and astronomy counselor for the council on undergraduate research, including one term on the board as the chair of the physics and astronomy division. In addition, he has received the CSM, CSM College of Science and Math Distinguished Teacher Award in 2008 and Distinguished Service Award in 2013.
0: Just yes, that's right. We appreciate that. Yes,
3: and, and, and we got a this real event experience. is going on. My report for both teaching and service.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, just a few more hands as to what we're gonna talk about today. It's not only going to be about physics. It's going to be, or gold and plastics and some other things you might have read in the flyer for this event. Um, We also wanted to tell you that uh, Professor Hughes has taught physics of dance class, a general science class, for uh, three times now. And uh, uh, he, in spite of this, like three times teaching the class and he still can't dance. However, he can do the teaching of physics of dance, uh, he says, because uh, his wife was a dance major, and he has two daughters who have have, uh, taken uh, Many, many more uh, other dance classes, uh, which he can not count.
4: Have you and your wife seen that movie where it's ice skating and then they're like, they're like, wait, I can do that too by doing like this formula or whatever? Oh, and then she becomes sk- an Olympic yes. ice skater. Have you? I don't my think that's, that's how that works. <laughs> 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 then we're definitely really gonna get
0: to I think that. that. I think it's a dream it was movie a dream movie. Do you want to hear something more? It's just with <laughs> Professor Hughes. It seems like it doesn't end. You know, it starts with physics and then it goes into <laughs> dance and then. You find out that he is—I don't know if it's only if it's if it's uh, any obvious in any case—but he is a really uh, really into baseball. All right. So although he says he grew up as a uh, basketball player, again, who would tell? Who would tell? Right? Uh, uh, people,
3: people were shorter. Uh, back nevertheless,
2: I mean, times change,
0: isn't it? Okay, so uh, Professor Hughes has been on the board of the Harrisonburg Lila League associate, Association for the last five years. So I guess the conclusion here is that he's a successful case when you can actually use family as guinea pigs
2: for your studies,
1: <laughs> right? So it's great to have you here. It is my pleasure now to introduce the uh, new and improv uh, uh, troupe is from James Madison, obviously they are from here. It's the only improvisational comedy troupe. They have been successfully bringing you laughs ever since their founding in 1998, that was almost about the time he came here. They perform multiple shows every semester in TDU, as well as perform for other JMU organizations and local venues in the Harrisonburg community. So you should check them out, not only here at the JMU's Cafe, but other places also. I'm sure they are great. All right? So uh, we want to introduce them one by one as well, right? After all, they also have some expertise that they would like to share with you. So I'll, I'll let Anka start. Uh,
0: Trevor Kineb- Knickerbocker. I got it, it. first. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trevor is a senior intelligence analysis major who uh, took a quantum mechanic, quantum, Quantum physics, it's not quantum mechanics, quantum physics class for fun. It, and he said it was not as fun
1: as he. Yeah, it was really hard, in case <laughs> you guys are wondering. Quantum physics, not easy. Okay, so our second panelist is Carrie Tulio. Hi, Carrie. Hello. She is a senior media arts and design major, a.k.a. artsy creative things that have nothing to do with science. So that's why she's here today.
5: I can make a movie about science. I just wouldn't know what it all meant.
1: That's awesome. All right.
5: And then we have Alan Chen. Hello. Again, like Trevor for the
0: second time, so he, they were a panelist in the first event. There you go, right? And uh, then he realized that even though he's a sophomore and a physics major, uh, he hopes this time his major will be able to help him a bit more.
1: Yes. <laughs> and finally, we have Shelby Imes, a freshman who is too proud of the fact that she was able to find this building (laughs) to care about anything else.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I made it. Yes.
0: (laughs) We've seen a bit of her last time. Right. Uh, We're going to open the floor for the show. And we're going to do that by giving our expert a chance to ask the panelists a question, one or two or four. The group question, whatever you can think about.
1: Hmm. Now, really guess
0: scared. what we do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 20 questions, yes or no. Right? <laughs> because
0: after that, we're going to have tons of questions for the extra.
4: So. Just to get them out of the way, my favorite color so. is blue, and I love long walks on the beach. Dude, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the,
3: the blue here was sort of self-organized. I just showed up wearing blue today, and next thing I knew, it was a...
1: Trend like, um,
0: And yellow ties.
1: It's random. Oh.
0: Almost yellow. Yeah. Excepted,
1: oh, right. I think they You guys it. on a watch list?
0: <laughs> no, it's what? pure coincidence.
2: Yes.
3: just, right. just kind of happened that way. Uh, so I've already admitted that I can't dance. Um, Can you? Uh
5: oh. I used to dance for like 13 years, but uh, well, that's, a, long that's long a little bit of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not <laughs> anymore, so <laughs> don't ask me to do it. <laughs> Oh, but it's all about experiments with physicists here. <laughs> Are you sure you don't I take wanna... my answer back?
2: <laughs> I
4: like to dance as if nobody's watching, but that's just me. You, yeah. you mean dancing in the shower? Yes. Oh. I have sustained multiple injuries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I believe. So that's what does that like mean? So, I mean <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all, all you... fate, you know, out there when you dancing. For me, at least. Yeah.
5: You can dance if you want to. You can leave
6: your friends, friends behind. He believes oh, he can yeah. dance.
4: <laughs>
6: oh yeah, I do have 12 years of dance experience. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean I'm good though. <laughs> My parents just wanted me to do something in high school.
0: <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. We're gonna be there soon. Our kids are not getting high school. Anymore. That's true.
4: Good <laughs> luck. We're awful. Yeah. That's what
0: we have. And by we, I
1: mean kids.
0: <laughs> we're, we're training right now. There you
1: go. Okay. <laughs> so. Let's go to our first we game, right?
0: Gone, because it's all about games, games, games in this sure. show. Still, like this. We're going to work on it, <laughs> right? We're going to work mm-hmm. on it. So, uh, game number one, in which the panelists ask questions of the expert, and the expert is allowed to answer with only yes or no, and the panelists are gonna compete for points, where the point is given for a yes answer. Hmm. And through with the with the, what's the purpose of these questions? Uh, they need to help everybody and especially themselves find out what is the research area that Professor Hughes is most interested in.
1: Who would like to start?
4: I will. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you wearing blue?
6: Oh, come on. <laughs> and it's supposed to be about research?
4: Well, yes. Three of you are wearing blue shirts, so that's, uh, like, statistics or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you wearing blue? Yes. Because
0: you make spring with three flowers. I got it. Yes.
4: Um, okay. Uh, says you you're interested in baseball. I think we all know that at this point. Uh, do you take steroids? And be honest. <laughs> I can see those muscles popping out of that shirt. <laughs> hmm.
1: Uh, yes or no? This guy. It's turning into a
2: therapy session.
5: So, um, we've gathered, like, the dance and the baseball. Do you have to dress like the thing that you're studying in order to learn about it? So do you just go through a costume with, like, costumes? <laughs> Do closet of plastic. Do you method study. No, 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 no. <laughs> no Leotards are basically. Not beta even guys. in a
4: tailwind? No.
6: But a tutu is so fun. <laughs> Sorry,
5: carry <Karen.
2: laughs>
5: No points,
0: carry okay. me.
2: Sorry.
6: Oh, um, in your field of study, back to the steroids thing. Would you be able to make them like I don't know, no. some some specific scientific formula?
4: Not really, no, no. Oh. oh my
6: god. Everybody got a point okay, except for do me. You,
4: do you have to touch things that are gross? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a lot of science. Um, <laughs> no. No. Okay, so not dirty job. Does
5: it have to do with the injuries one gets from the movement of these sports and dancing? Dancing is a sport?
4: No. No? Okay. Does it have to do with trajectory in some fashion? It's
5: a fancy
2: words.
4: Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. Trajectory, probably people don't
1: know, is uh, things that move. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> so maybe we should make a distinction here, which nice. is what he goes in the lab and works all day long, okay. and other stuff <laughs> in physics that he's interested in. You were supposed to guess what he does in the lab all day long.
3: In that case, no.
2: In that case, okay. okay. So you so work out. outside
3: the lab. You work okay.
5: in a lab and not in the field. I'm going to take yes. it from that statement. Uh, uh, interesting. point for Kerry.
4: right? Uh, do you work with chemicals at all?
1: Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah! <laughs> yes. Never. Never That's a big yes for him.
5: Do you work with big the chemicals that make baseball bat coverings? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's not just the wood, do they put some sort of like thing
2: on top of
4: it? Yeah, the cheaters put in cork. Mm. Do you make chemicals to get better at base-basketball? <laughs> As, like, a, a dream that you can. <laughs> a
1: different sport. No. It's basketball? No. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Uh-huh. Um, this is just a general question because I've noticed this theme. Does it have anything to do with actual sports?
4: No. No.
6: Okay. Oh. Actu- Actually, oh. just, it's just That's sports. What almost a fictitious That deserves the point. I think it's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Do, you. do
4: you in any way combine biology and physics? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm. It's
5: practice. It's getting If your no. things
4: were released upon society, would it be bad? No. No.
5: (laughs) Does it have to do with like um, supplements for working out or like energy drinks, what makes our bodies better while moving? Okay.
4: So I can't buy steroids from you?
5: (laughs) I meant not like steroids, but like energy drinks or supplements.
4: Do you make pills? No. Do you prescribe pills? No. He's not even there. <laughs> even though he's a doctor. <laughs> were, were you part... Bert- yeah. I'm hooked on the steroids Ooh. thing. Um,
6: are, are nutrients important to you in Nutri- the lab? Nutrients. Yes.
4: No. Do you, do you, do you, um, in the lab, do you study um, the physical limitations of the body in particular sports? No. Do you work in a dangerous lab?
5: You have to wear goggles. Oh yes. Okay. Yes.
4: Yes. Wow. Yeah, don't lie. It.
5: Carry! It's getting close.
4: But yeah, if it's released mm-hmm. upon society, it's good. Uh, I'll say yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: can I draw a hint?
4: Yeah, yeah we'd love one.
0: <laughs> So uh, the ad said something about gold, plastic.
2: Can you?
4: <laughs> do you make uh, baseball bats out of gold? Are you an alchemist?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. How to turn plastic into gold? Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, so, do you use different materials uh, to make sport or to theoretically make sports
1: equipment better? With gold, yes. With gold?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. It's really useful.
0: Maybe, maybe the expert would tell us why he's doing what he's doing without telling us what he's doing? <laughs> Say words bounce,
3: Because words. people pay me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> also,
5: he's, 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 he's doing some things that are useful?
3: It gets funded by the National Science Foundation, yes. Are you
5: um, combining other elements to make gold? And the other one that you named that I can't remember. Plastic?
2: Plastic.
4: (laughs) No.
5: Okay.
4: No.
0: Close. No. I was getting there.
4: Do you make plastic like gold? (laughs) Out of steroids. (laughs) No. No. You mean in
0: value or in how the plastic looks? Whichever
4: gets me closer. No, it's good enough.
0: Sorry. Uh. Are you
5: trying to figure out how we can use less plastic in our lives?
3: No.
6: Okay. More plastic. <laughs> oh, You're yes. not for recycling. <laughs> I was. Gonna. Is is the plastic being sold anywhere to the public? Is it being sold? It is it being sold to people?
3: Oh, um, no. Is it just
6: is it? It's just random plastic.
5: Oh. <laughs> Is it plastic
6: laced with gold?
4: Yes. Oh. oh. What does that mean? And it's, and it's so, so ironic. Yes.
5: So you're making pretty Can't... plastic. Yes. Are you
4: making uh, are you trying to uh, increase plastics usage in the world in some fashion? And then short the market and then get rich and then go to some place? Do solid. you have room for investors? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: No. Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> they
1: got it. Yes. There you go. What was your question? <laughs> does
4: Does your plastic protect people?
0: Hmm. Sometimes, when they
5: know how to use it, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh wow. Are you making weaponry water bottles?
2: <laughs> no. For Paris Hilton. <laughs>
6: That seems
1: so
6: terrible. Golden Nerf guns. Golden
1: plastic, yes. No? No. So, expert, who was closer?
0: Or just
3: a tiny bit closer. Yeah, A nanometer uh, closer. I I would say making plastics pretty was close. I would say making plastics, or making something that helps the world was, was close. So it's not the are you in, do you make the, toys?
5: The jewelry industry to make gold filled with plastic so it looks like necklaces are really all gold but they're filled with plastic? <laughs> no.
1: Yes, that's what the National Science Foundation is famous for. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get lots of grants for that. <laughs> no.
0: Okay. I guess by, the, by now we can... Uh, switch to questions that do not need to be answered by yes and no. Maybe it's by some short explanations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
3: My well, students know you I'm not real good on simple short things. I
2: know. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well. Okay. So, bombard him.
4: Who, who uses questions? your um, products, I guess you could call it.
3: If and when they become products, it would be doctors, um, police
4: officers, forensic
2: scientists.
4: Do you make, like, microchips that, like, track people? And <laughs> it's, like, us? Uh... Because you said, like, cops and then forensics, I'm just thinking, like, oh, we'll scan this dude, and we got him, and then, like, oh, yeah, he's definitely dead. Like...
3: <laughs> microchips, yes, tracking people. Not yet.
4: Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. Okay. So are you making in any way scientific material that can track the uh, health of a person? Yes. Okay. Balls
5: in your court, guys.
4: Interesting.
3: Yes. <laughs> now,
5: is it made out of the plastic and gold,
6: or is it tracing plastic and gold within...
3: <laughs> made out of the plastic okay. and gold.
6: Okay. Oh, why Why is it made out of plastic and gold? <laughs> it's really nice. Really good. Why is it made out of plastic and gold? Yeah.
3: Um, plastic is cheap and easy to manufacture and can be recycled. Uh, and gold it's the is the opposite
2: of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And when you combine them together, yeah. that's right. Um, and gold is a very good conductor and reflects infrared light really, really well and um, is very inert. Act with a
4: lot of things. It stays there forever. Yes.
3: It doesn't corrode,
4: it doesn't Are you putting gold inside of people? No. <laughs> no, Alright, uh, right, that was my next I'll question. <laughs> <up>. no, <laughs> sure.
1: So why don't we just let now the expert give the elevator speech about his research? So so the stuff I'm working on, making
3: microchips. It's uh, only
0: five levels. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, the the, the
3: elevator. Oh, the elevator. I've got to be quick here.
2: So, <laughs> <laughs> hold, I'll,
3: I'll hold the door open for a little while. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm, I'm making uh, chips that can carry fluid inside them, very, very small amounts of fluid. And in principle, that could be used for things like DNA sequencing or diagnosing disease, stuff like that, because you could take biological specimens and move them about on this, this piece of plastic through these little tiny pipes. The gold is there because one of the ways that you like to inspect that is by shining light on it. And if you put gold there, you can reflect the light off the gold and, and look inside these little tiny pipes. So it's like a machine. Is inside of
5: you? Like no, it's, 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 it's external. Okay. So
3: it would be a thing about the size of a compact disc, if you remember what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> it, they were colorful. <laughs> and, and, and it has uh, basically channels, pipes if you will, inside it. They're roughly the size of a human hand. So they're extremely small, so the fluid flows differently inside them than it would in a sewer pipe, for instance.
0: So what was the thing with the infrared? Why infrared is So, that?
3: so We um, talked about
0: X-rays last time. So.
3: Yeah, so the infrared, <laughs> um, if, if you want to heat the fluid, you're talking about a very, very, very small amount of water, so it's not like you can just stick it on a stove or something like that. So if you make a, a place where the fluid th- flows through one of these pipes where there's gold above and below it, you can shine infrared, and the infrared will pass through one layer of gold and reflect off the other. So it kind of gets inside and track bouncing back and forth. The light is in there, and that light will then heat up the water at a no, very, very small volume. From light? Yes. Wow. So you can use essentially, a, 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 actually, some people have done this using the light bulb from an overhead projector because there are a bunch of those sitting around that what he's using now.
4: So what you do is kind of like making ramen in a microwave. It involves light bouncing, and I don't know what Ex- it's made
3: of. Except for, the, <laughs> except for the ramen, in this case, would be DNA, and the okay. microwave is light. So, like,
5: is uh, the liquid uh, in the chip before it's inserted, or is it liquid that you're taking, like, once you take it out? You,
3: or you would have to have some liquid in the chip before it's inserted, but then you would have to have the specimen, you know, a small, small, small drop of blood. You're not talking about, you know, drawing blood out, you're actually talking about maybe just a thumbprint hard enough that it. Gently pokes the skin
4: and gets a little bit of blood out. And how much gold is used per like, machine?
2: Uh, uh, Terrax? <laughs> yes. I so think they're wondering should they this, make this? This ring used to be not? a lot bigger, you yeah. <laughs> know? <laughs> um,
3: no, uh, actually, the, the amount of gold we're talking about here is a few thousand atoms thick and uh, maybe a couple millimeters across. So how do you do that? very small.
4: <laughs>
3: how That's, do you do
1: that? Do you put uh, one course. by one? <laughs> yes, it's a very
3: painstaking Adam. process. We have students with tweezers. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> what <you're laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. I have undergraduates do all day. I
3: under. No, it's uh, a vacuum deposition process. We have a clean room on campus, and the students typically, go. Uh, sometimes if I have to, I'll go in there, gown uh, up, you know, the full white suits, which is why you mentioned do you have to dress? The reason I answered no on that is because the dress is, you know, know, it doesn't have to. Doesn't wash out,
2: wipe out
3: the brain or anything. But the the you have have to dress up in what we refer to as bunny suits. It's just a white bunny suits? Yes, it's just all
4: all all white. Um,
2: Uh,
3: But you, you go in the clean room and there's a system where you you put your piece of plastic in there and you have a little essentially a little crucible of gold and heat it up extremely hot and it evaporates up and. You evaporate, basically spray paint gold
4: on the surface. Is this room like, like how we see like purgatory in movies? Like it's just all white around, and you guys are like going up to this thing and just.
1: It's <laughs> just, just like a single money. machine
4: in this massive
3: the big
1: room. Big hot oven in the middle. It, yeah.
4: it,
3: it, it is pretty white in there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, no. uh, it's it's a clean room, so the air is filtered, and it's what's referred to as a class ten thousand clean room, which means if you take a cubic meter of air, which is roughly the size of a dishwasher. There would be no more than 10,000 dust particles in it, which sounds like a lot, but this room has a huge number more than that right now.
4: And it's only 10,000. Yes. You <laughs> did you count? Did you know that every jar of peanut butter can have, like, two insect legs in it?
3: <laughs> and a jar of peanut butter is a lot smaller than a dishwasher. And it is. Yes. So That's a whole lot. So the lot room, of and room must not have white. a
5: lot of insect legs in <laughs> yeah.
1: So just, so,
5: oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: So, uh, in addition to uh, that interesting plastic gold uh, research that you do, in your previous life as a postdoc, you worked on discovering those blue LEDs that have been recognized yeah, those, recently these as Nobel Prize things yes, right there, yeah. there, there you go. So, the, uh, the people that invented those blue LEDs, they, they won the, the prize. My question to you is, how close were you from beating the current Nobelists?
3: Oh. <laughs> Me personally, not not that close. But our, our lab, the lab I worked in, we were about six months to a year or so behind <laughs> the folks in Japan. can you think it's you got the Nobel prize? prize? Yeah.
2: That's so unfortunate. <laughs> 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 Is there a
6: second place? <laughs> General, Klein.
2: it's an honorary
4: one. <laughs> yeah. Just that, I,
3: I, get, I get to be here.
4: Have you ever like run into them on the streets? <laughs> 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 Hey, sharks in the
3: jet? No, although, although it was kind of funny that uh, while that research was going on, there were a bunch, of, I mean, we weren't the only ones, but along the long stretch, there were labs all over the world working on this because everybody knew that eventually these things would be lighting up people sitting around talking like this. Um, and uh, it was extremely competitive. We would go to conferences and meetings and stuff like that, and people would. Yeah. yeah, easy.
2: Well, we're talking to turn a guy who's
4: carrying a bag full of baseball hats. <laughs> <Indeed>. So
2: you were <laughs> little intimidated.
5: You would win any of the West Side Story encounters if you had that bag.
4: <laughs> I told you I can't dance.
2: So they
6: like, <laughs> 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 it's hard like to believe. Fighting musically over ramen.
4: Yeah. Were so so they, um. I I feel like. It's hard to be humble, like, when you're six months or, like, a year ahead of, like, another person. Like, you're talking about, like, this problem, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, uh, we remember thinking that, too. And, like, <laughs> that was that, that threw us for such a loop, and then, then we just got it, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you guys, like, talk to them about, like, your journey of, like, oh, yeah, we ran into the same obstacle here and stuff I, like that? I mean, personally,
3: I've moved on to other areas of research now, so I don't see those
4: folks very often anymore. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of
3: keep up through friends I had back then and um, no i mean there's an acknowledgement we we were 6 months behind them but we were probably 6 months behind them because they were 6 months ahead of us i mean they were discovering I mean, that makes things sense. and they we were
2: <laughs> well <laughs> no, they,
3: they they would discover stuff and we said oh yeah of course and then we okay uh-huh, if so. we were left to our own devices we might not have been
4: quite we who started so they started first that's a long story
2: did you write down like a napkin
4: no. before they started <laughs> at a sushi no. bar? And then no. Like-
3: <laughs> it, people had been pursuing this particular field of research since the sixties and seventies.
5: So now are you six months ahead of someone else with your gold plastic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'll start today.
3: Wait, we. Was- <laughs> <laughs>
2: You'll be
4: ahead
3: of me. We, we were certainly the first to publish what we published. So. If anybody's behind us, they haven't told me yet, but they're behind so us. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's behind us. <laughs> so
1: that publication that uh, uh, was the first one to be published on the field, what is that all about? Can you summarize the, the, it a little bit? What it? I was mm-hmm.
3: just saying, where, I, That's where right. we were finally first? That's right.
1: Um, you managed
0: to put the stick gold on yeah. plastic, so, but in the meantime you also found some other... Wonderful, thanks.
1: Yeah, so the, the idea is. The we, we want to claim later that we listen from you, a future Nobel, Nobel winner, right? Yeah, so
3: yeah. I, I really doubt that. But the, 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 um, the problem, as I mentioned, we're trying to make these devices and we want gold to be in there to reflect light. But gold is extremely inert, that's why we use it for jewelry. It doesn't react with stuff very well and plastics are also very inert. So you've got something that doesn't like to have stuff stuck to it and something that doesn't like to stick things, and we're trying to make them hold together. And we just kind of stumbled upon, really an accidental discovery, that if we just expose just you know, waft this thing through a chloroform vapor that the chloroform gets into the polymer in a way that makes the gold stick to it. So we filed a patent (laughs) on that and
5: how did you accidentally drop plastic and gold through a
3: chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> Put of the gold! We just happen to have chloroform around the lab. And, you know,
4: it's, it's, Whenever, <laughs> like, scientists explain...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, it, the, the, the plastic actually will dissolve in chloroform. So it's a common thing to dissolve the plastic into the chloroform, okay. and therefore it makes sense to...
4: Yeah, when, like, scientists talk about, like... Oh, we had this like spur-of-the-moment discovery of like, oh, it just everything just worked out and now we have like this. Like this, I always imagine like what you're gonna say was like, yeah, you know, when we were just uh we just stumbled upon some Elmer's glue and it just worked like I just this, always imagine like,
2: like, no, like actually of, like,
3: actually gas station this, solutions and oh, something. This discovery wasn't spur of the moment. What happened was it was a totally different experiment. We had a a, a visiting student here for the summer, a young woman from High Point University, she came. And I had this idea of something I thought would work, so I said, you know, Laura, try this out. And she tried it out, and it worked perfectly. And at the end of the summer, she went back to High Point, and we had a, a JMU student, Alan Moe, who came back from Costa Rica. Um, and we said, Alan, take, take what Laura did this summer and repeat it so that you know, we get it all together and we'll publish it. And he tried to repeat it, and it didn't work.
4: With the so chloroform right. gas? Well, he wasn't
3: using chloroform. Um, he was using a different solvent.
4: Blue. What an idiot.
3: <laughs> so, so he tried it and it didn't work, and we said, you know, go try it again. It didn't work. I said, Alan, you know, what's wrong with you? Do it again. He killed me <laughs> yeah. And finally, we, we had a meeting where a bunch of us, me and uh, Brian Augustine, who was the other professor working on this, and, and we sat in a room with Alan and grilled him, like, okay, tell us everything you did. Laura
5: tell took
3: us, the secret huh? recipe and ran? <laughs> no, she left her lab notebook. So we had her. We had Alan pull out her lab notebook and say, "Okay, let's go step by step." And he got to the step. He said, "Oh, I'm using this solvent, and she used chloroform." And we said, "Go use chloroform.
4: Ooh, and it a problem, yeah. so that? It's like me and making brownies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: use the eggs.
0: taste
2: yeah. Your brownies.
0: All right. Great story, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, last time we. Uh, demystified an astronomer, obviously talked about astronomical distances and astronomical (coughs) phenomena. Um, Chris, what's the type of question that the material scientist would ask for his, their, her research, but not, that would not be relevant for an astrophysicist? Oh, uh... And it shouldn't be about baseball because it would be totally (laughs) irrelevant for for this astronomer. For
3: an astrophysicist. So, um, you don't like baseball? An astrophysicist is very rarely going to ask, how do I make that thing out of something else, right? I mean, yeah. a, a materials physicist, right. a materials chemist, material scientist is always going to be looking at those paper cups and saying, could we make that out of a different material that would be more biodegradable longer, <laughs> whatever, whatever it might be? So we, we look at the things the world is made out of and say, is there a better material? Can I change the material it's made out of now so it has different properties? Uh, Can we
4: make this out of gold? Oh, yes.
2: Because <laughs> you have a lot. We don't, <laughs> yes. right? Yes.
0: And, yeah, yeah, we can't reproduce anything. That's all that. Thanks, <sighs> Thanks. great.
1: So um, so how did you get interested in your work, the work that you do now, and how these interests of you ble- uh, that you have blend together? Including, about, yeah, physics, yeah baseball. including <laughs> baseball and dance that we referred to earlier. Okay.
3: So the research is, of course, separate from the baseball and dance stuff. Those, you know, these are all just three things I do because I'm a physicist and I like doing them. Um, the research work, I would argue the way I got into doing what I do is I grew up working in a machine shop, I literally grew up working in a machine shop. It was a family business. So for me, at the end of the day, when I do whatever I do, I like to have something I made. It's, it's, it's important to me that I've got, you know, here, this, this didn't exist this morning, and now it does because I did something. And um, that got me interested in working on, in materials research because, you know, you, you make devices, you fabricate new things, and that's why I, I started working in microfabrication, uh, making small features, things that are smaller than human hair.
4: Did you know what the Legos were when you were
2: younger? <laughs> that's okay. what I did to yes. make sense. <laughs>
3: yeah, they, uh, uh, nice. I, I had some, but it, they, not, not not as many as I have nowadays, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah,
3: so nano.
1: So what is nano? Nanobots
5: of some sort is the only
1: <laughs> what, is
5: what is nano? That's a nano? thing, I just can't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always from
4: the and what's the meaning I should know, it? this is like... 10 to the minus 9. He
6: knows it. Yes.
4: <laughs> physics major. Okay. Down.
6: Honestly, I was going to say that, but like, I figured...
4: <laughs> Save her. Uh, the never. You know. Know.
6: <laughs>
0: well, you either become a physics major or don't let them speak.
5: <laughs> oh, Who <wow>. oh. <laughs> right, um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You have another one? So, did they get
3: right? Yes, it is a billion. So anything. So the reason it's used to describe the type of research I do is because the the things that we work with are nanometer size, so a billionth of a meter in size in that ballpark.
1: So here's another jargon from the research field of our expert, and that is uh, Reynolds number. What is that? Reynolds number.
4: Reynolds I'm Reynolds.
1: Yeah, I forgot to call my, my boy Reynolds.
4: Yeah, I don't know his number, but I just, it's on there.
6: Honestly, he gave me his number, but I never texted I think him. I he changed it.
4: <laughs> I don't really like Reynolds it. very much. He moves
6: Honestly, just, he's kind of creepy.
4: I don't know if we should hang out with Reynolds anymore, guys. Um, Is Reynolds creepy? Um, uh,
3: Professor Hughes? Uh, I, You know, I am not. I, don't, I don't, don't know much at all about the actual Reynolds involved in Reynolds number, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Re- Reynolds number is a number used to describe fluid flows, so if you have a very large Reynolds number, you could have turbulent fluid flow, and if you have a very small Reynolds number, you get what's called laminar flow, where there's no turbulence, and in the, the, the tiny channels we make, the Reynolds number is extremely low, so there's no turbulence, there's no mixing, the water just kind of flows through it. So it white water rafting
4: it.
5: has a high Reynolds. That'd be a fluid. very
4: high Reynolds number. Air learning. And oh. oh. a very, very <laughs>
5: calm stream of water,
4: so, like, oh, yoga man. places and zen things want a low yeah. <laughs> redness. <it>. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna look for that in the pamphlet next time so so, I So, yeah, know. we're talking, <laughs> like, math shower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, I can talk to them at Lowe's It's a Reynolds yeah. number on this shower
2: I'm looking for around
4: 8 I'm looking for a really high Reynolds number for my super soaker Super soaker.
0: That's exactly what we're talking about See, we should have them in the G-side the G- classes cause Then everybody will really, you know, get out of the classroom Like, I really know what that Reynolds number is about, right? Okay, should we try another one? Professor Hughes is mentioning M O V C D.
5: M O V C
0: D. C V. Another C-D.
3: MOCVD.
0: M-O-C-V-D. C-D. Yeah. M-O-C-V-D.
5: Yeah. Everybody's learning.
6: Is that, is that like an. Sorry, I'm just restating
2: it. Uh,
5: okay. Movement of <laughs> various chemicals. What's the last letter? D? Chemical, Panking. where is
0: the VD
4: Duh.
5: Very...
0: <laughs> deeply. deeply. Very deeply. Did you, what's the V for? Oh, okay. Various. 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 Chemical, very, very
4: deeply. I think I've watched, like, a pirated movie in, like, that file form. <laughs> Is that, is, that the, is that the file format you guys use in your
3: field?
2: Are they getting close? <laughs> no,
4: not really, Bill. Oh, okay.
3: It's, it stands for Metal Organic Chemical Vapor Deposition.
2: Chemicals,
6: right. Wait, what's the M? <laughs> yeah, you got one!
3: Metal, metal Organic Chemical Vapor Deposition. So the it's a process where you deposit a thin film of some material, chemical vapor deposition, mm-hmm. and you use molecules that are called metal organics they're organic things with metal atoms included so they're
4: very boom boom kind of molecules that they're, they're how do you do that? that how do you make metal organic particles well when a mom metal and a dad metal uh,
2: really uh, no, like got this <laughs> or like Iron Man how he's organic but his
5: costume oh red. yeah <laughs>
4: that, makes, that makes a lot more sense <laughs> never mind no she answered my question
6: <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> thank
3: you the, the, how you do it typically is you buy them from a company that does it for you.
2: Ah, and that great.
3: company, it, that, that's, that's why. Wow. Stock industry. Yeah. That's, that's why God made organic chemists, is so they can make us yeah. those kinds of things.
1: <laughs> All right, here's another one for you guys E O F.
6: E O F.
5: Wow.
1: Wolf. well, well. E O F. It's two
4: letters away from the British spelling of Jeffrey. Or it's Jeff, really. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, more. Joff. Letters, huh? <laughs> Joff. Joff. E-o. Um, energy, orbits, football,
5: <laughs> fluids,
4: fluids.
3: Yes,
5: that's,
3: that's Does part of have the fluids. Theme. <laughs> that, that fluid part is actually pretty
2: close. Oh, e- close. energy,
5: hey. energy of fluids. Um, no. <laughs> an evening
2: out with fluids. <laughs> 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 you win an eel. <laughs>
4: And it's not the end of the fluid either, I Hopefully, uh, the fluid isn't chloroform. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: what are you doing? <laughs> it, it, that is dr- that's drinking, right? Even out with fluids? Oh. <laughs> it, it is. is oh,
2: Thursday.
4: Yeah. <laughs> On a good it's EOF Thursdays.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it st- actually stands for electroosmotic flow which is the way, in one of these little tiny channels, if you're going to make the fluid flow, it's not like you, could, you know, have a pump in there or something. So actually, if you apply a voltage, what happens is the ions in, in the water get pulled by that voltage, and, and that's the way you pump it. And the uh,
5: EOF has a certain Reynolds. <gasps> oh,
2: okay. you, have to,
4: you have to use EMF because you are at such low Reynolds number. Okay.
2: <laughs>
4: it's the osmotic. Come from the word osmosis, yes. Jones, and is osmosis a Ooh. real thing? Because my roommate told me that osmosis was just a movie. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's a real thing, dude. I don't have the proof right now, but I believe it's real. I'm it it's the show, you have it. Yeah, I, I sleep with all of my textbooks under my pillow. So <laughs> yeah. I'm really banking on that it's real. You know, you know, the,
3: the idea behind that, uh, how osmosis works, and in this context, is if I had. Uh, Let's imagine that I filled the elevator shaft with water, Why and I. No, it's like the Shining. <laughs> so when like you
4: open it, it's just and, <laughs> and I
3: and I put a bunch of salt at the bottom of it, mm-hmm. then what will happen is those salt Why molecules are going to randomly move around, and since there are more at the bottom, there will be more moving up than moving down at any given time.
5: It'll be, be salt water.
3: So there will be a pressure that. that is created by them being the concentration being larger at some place than being at the other. Until place. there's an equilibrium,
4: most, right? Until that oh, pressure
3: balances. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
4: <laughs> I missed that shot in my head, <laughs> but Not you took it Uh That's all that
1: matters. That's all that matters. Okay, let's try another <laughs> jargon. and that is fraud number. Not a number. Did I say it right? Yeah.
2: Fraud.
4: Fraud. Fraud. number. Not like fraudulent bagins. But like, <coughs> Freud, Like, show sure, what I know a Beggins. Peckin- like, <laughs> like, like, Freud, the uh, psychologist, dude. <laughs> <Psychologist. laughs>
2: Fro-
4: Freud. 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 <laughs> well, you say Freud, yeah, I say Freud. And then. <laughs> the time. Freud writes with Dude. Freud might have something to say about that. Yeah, he might like dudes. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, cool.
0: <laughs> and then so back to the number. Freud.
4: Freud. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay.
0: Fruit
4: number. Is it. Freud number. So, okay. Is it the opposite of Reynolds number? <laughs> is Fruit a name or is Fruit an acronym? Oh. Fruit is a, a person's name. Ow, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is is that like just a fancy number that you put to the amount of gold you put in something? Now actually we we've kind of
3: uh, we've kind of messed with you guys by switching back. This isn't in my my microfab research, this is from uh, the dance stuff
4: now. Oh. oh Was fruit is. a dancer? <laughs>
3: Not that I know
6: of. No. Oh wow! Does it have anything to do with pirouettes? So graceful.
4: <laughs> uh, well, Pod shots? Not, not really. Um, the the Cruise number days. is the A team. Op- forty-two. Forty-two. The energy. <laughs> that's just forty-two. It's not a number.
0: The <laughs> energy
6: to
5: jump off of the ground and land. Actually,
3: that's not far from.
2: Oh, right. oh wow! It, okay. it, is,
3: it is related to, to walking, if you think about when you walk, your leg is essentially like an upside down pendulum, and the pendulum swings at a certain rate, so therefore the longer your leg is, the faster, the, the, the faster you walk, I mean, you put those things together, I mean, it's, if oh. you've ever tried walking with a toddler, you know what I'm talking about. Right?
4: Yeah, the babies, man, yeah, so, I walk with God. a ton of toddlers.
3: The fruit number is, is basically a, a relationship between the length of the leg, the force of gravity, and, and the speed with which you can walk. And it's scale independent that you take a, a cat, and the cat has a leg this long. You take a
4: horse, the horse has a leg this long. That's you, why my dad, when we're at Disney World, is already a part of the Caribbean, while we're still at Small World. Your dad got long legs? Yes. Yes, okay.
3: <laughs> that's it.
6: Wait, so does that mean short people have a disadvantage? <laughs> <laughs>
3: all sorts of diseases.
6: <laughs> I already knew that.
0: Before. <laughs> but now we have a number
2: to put on it. blame <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, my
5: walking on the Frode number? Sorry guys, it's my Frode number. I'm just, I'll, be, I'll be a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> is your
4: Frode number out of whack? Wait, what's the like, number? What's the number?
5: The rate of... It's it's, it's, like it's, it's a
3: ratio of it, it involving the length of the leg, the force of
4: gravity, all, you know, a bunch of stuff. It's not like, do you, oh, uh,
0: I guess what the scientist says is you need to measure some other numbers, put them together, yeah. and find this sure. well, Uh
1: Maybe you should take this class.
0: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> I should.
0: Yeah. The, the physics of ballet, right? Yes. When is the next one?
3: I don't know.
5: It's not um, happening. We're,
3: we're doing it right now. In oh, fact, I just right. spent two hours doing that. Do you that measure
5: like the the, like the, how much like elephant's weight go on people's toes when they're is there, I, Wait, I remember like when, uh, like, the weight of people's toes when they go on point is relative to like a certain amount of elephants. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what do you have to say?
3: <laughs> Never had elephants. Like don't have elephants doing ballet. Um, yeah, no. What, you, what you're talking about is the idea that the, uh, if you're supporting your weight, there's a pressure is is the force divided by the area. So if you stand on point, the area is, you know, roughly square centimeter or something like that. And all your weight on that small an area leads to a very large pressure. The story I always like to talk, tell about that when I'm teaching is, uh, has to do with, with stiletto heels. That if, if you take your mass, spread over the area of your foot, right, that's not a huge, huge pressure. But if you put that over an area that large on a heel, that's a tremendous pressure. It's like you know, dozens of atmospheres of pressure.
6: Definitely what it and, feels like. And, and actually they they,
3: they they tell you if you are, you know, if you're wearing stiletto heels and somebody comes up and grabs you from behind that you are wearing sharp heels of any sort, step on their
4: foot. Right through. So don't go so on. There's a, that. Don't go on a whole lot of bouncy castles. If you're no, not him just give me a glance.
3: It's why it's why your high school <laughs> gym teacher wouldn't let you go in the gym when
4: you're wearing heels. I was always wondering why they wouldn't let me do that.
2: <laughs> what a jerk.
0: Speaking of forces, one more acronym and we're done with the game. Magnus Force. Magnus. 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 Magnus.
3: Magnus. You were right. I was just but saying because right? I like. I like <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, so the next. The next Bond film, right? <laughs> Here's the key. Uh, a hint. He likes.
4: It's like a compliment that you give to students in your dancing class. You're like, with Magnus force. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Very Magnus.
3: Or like
5: the Magnus force is with you. Oh
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. We've, this force is brought to you by
3: Magnus. We've, right there, physically. We switched gears on
5: you. Okay. Yes.
2: <laughs> the, energy, oh, okay. the amount
5: of force okay. to hit a ball with a baseball bat so that it goes a certain distance. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No. Um.
6: Never mind. Well, does it have anything to do with like would baseball be an example of it or like a something? baseball a
3: baseball is a great example of something that experiences Magnus force, but um
4: ping pong balls, you know, virtually personally... it, oh,
2: anything, anything
4: that is going one way and immediately going the other way? So like a contracting of like the ball of just like I'm yeah. thinking of like high speed, um
3: I'll I'll give you this hint: a baseball or a ping pong ball would experience a large Magnus
4: force, an arrow wouldn't, because arrows are one-way things. That should not be.
5: Because when they stop, (laughs) it's a sudden stop, and when you catch a ball,
6: you kind of keep going. No. Oh, is it like, is it like, I think somebody said this, but it's oh. coming one way and then it gets hit and then it goes the other way.
4: Is it rotation? Does it have something to do with rotation? It has rotation? a lot to do with rotation. Oh! Don't, don't
6: arrows I rotate. Rotate. That's what I
4: said. Alright, it's just balls. <laughs> yes. Balls then, yes. Alan, there's a kid oh, Well... Over <laughs> the <laughs> It's, it Not is, apparent.
3: it is why a curveball curves.
4: Ah, okay, so it has something to do with the friction against the, the surface of the ball and the, the medium in which it travels?
3: Yes, so you got a ball spinning, nice. and as the ball spins, nice. right, yes. what will happen is the velocity of the surface of the ball with respect to the air around it is different on one side than the other, which leads to a push to the side on the ball. So if I throw a ball and it's spinning like this, it will curve off to the side. Like an airfoil? A- arrow, an airfoil, yeah, actually. Airplane? Yes, moves? Yep. Um, uh, the arrow, what you talked about is what's called a rifling effect. If it's spinning like this, mm-hmm. twisting as it goes, you don't, don't get that effect. Oh. Okay. Um, it's, it's a side-to-side thing because the ball is spinning sideways as it's moving forward. So that's, that's what the Magnus Force is all about.
0: All mm-hmm. like well, that quantum physics paid off.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Good no, lesson for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Take that quantum physics class. You have to go through it. A few years of physics before you get to that quantum physics class, but it's worth
2: it. Nobody
4: it's told me it. that. It's worth it's worth it. It. I got a question right? about your classes. Yeah. Like, so you teach a class about physics of baseball and the physics of dance. How do you grade people in that class? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are, what's
3: Scrimmage. the test? <laughs>
4: yeah, all
3: A's. Just The the um. The physics of dance, the grading is, is based on, we do actually do experiments in lab. We you know, go in and we'll do an experiment having to do with friction or having to do with um, balance. Is dancing like a required skill?
2: <laughs> you mean no, like if
3: the, you, you can't dance you fail? The people in the, <laughs> the class are all dance majors or theater majors. Oh, it, it just, it, huh. so therefore. It, um, yeah, most of it. In fact, quite frequently I'll say, you know that thing you guys do, and have somebody stand up yeah. and do it. it's, it's a great reinforced. way to demonstrate. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't technically have a class on physics of baseball, I've just done more than a few public talks, you know, school groups and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So sorry guys, the ones, you know, who are forced to take some general astronomy classes, miss them. Mm-hmm. The age and the physics of ballet, but yeah, Yeah, (laughs) life happens, right? (laughs) Um, So, uh, pretty soon after the next game, which is rapid fire questions to the expert, we're gonna open the floor to questions from everybody. So, if you have something you were holding on for a while, you're gonna get your chance. But first, it's our turn.
1: So we're gonna essentially ask some questions that the expert should answer, and these are supposed to be short answers, okay? So let's go. First one, where were you born?
3: Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. Are you trying to crack my idea in Google or
1: something? Yeah,
2: and crack the password in your yes.
3: account. Yes. My mother's maiden <laughs> name, first pet.
1: First pet's name. <laughs> next one is your favorite animal.
3: Uh,
4: um,
0: <laughs> short.
4: Otter. Oh wow, that is
1: adorable. And what's your social security number? Speak loud. (laughs) Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate chip. And if you had not chosen a career in physics, what would you probably be have become?
3: If I had not chosen a career in physics, what would I have been? Um, where I was going was probably journalism or something like that, writing. Yeah, right. Interesting.
0: We kind of. It's like the same pattern, right? Remember last time? What we were finding out about our astronomer? English class was the favorite one. Can you believe? <laughs> it? Right. My
3: favorites were history, actually.
0: Pretty close. I mean, though. for a physicist? Yeah. Only thing. the same thing? Right. Okay, thing. Not
2: math.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, next to next the questions. Uh, favorite color?
3: <laughs> Purple.
0: <laughs> All right, Blue. okay. Uh, clowns, creepy or funny?
3: Meepy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, small, how small should be the students who are hired to work on a lab on a tube?
3: How small should
2: they be? <laughs> <laughs> Nano. <laughs> uh, like a smirk?
0: <laughs> Coke, Diet Coke, or no Coke.
2: Hey.
3: My, my, my wife actually smuggled this in here. At, uh-huh.
0: yeah. We heard, we heard you're yeah. at some point it's you're contraband here on this. Case, uh, so. Uh, yeah, so he's pretty strong about that. Uh, yes. yes. Favorite activity as a child? Uh,
3: favorite activity as a child? Playing basketball.
0: And what is bonding to you?
3: Bonding. <laughs> Plastic and gold. Yes. <laughs> It, it actually is. It's trying to get one material to stick to another material, and that's actually not always as easy as it may, may sound. Um, especially, you know, you always say, well, why not just use glue? Well, the problem is glue is a third material, and that's not what we want. We want this material sticking to that material, not, not something else in between.
1: Uh, All right. Do you have a nickname?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or two or
0: three.
3: Do you know? Oddly enough, my my friends in college used to call me Doc.
4: Doc,
6: um, Doc. Wow, that's like, the coolest nickname. Well, uh, yeah, they, they called simple. me
3: Doc, and and when they wanted to annoy me, they called me Chief Jackie because the the <laughs> chief, chief Jack. the chief of the campus police at Davidson when I was there was Chief Jackie Hughes. Did you oh. run into
4: him a lot? So you
3: mean he never seemed to be working? He always had officers around working. I never, didn't see him.
0: <laughs> so nowadays we, do, we should just uh, change the nickname to. The co-founder of Facebook, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. Have you ever Googled that? <laughs> yep. All right, so who was your favorite baseball player growing up? Favorite baseball player growing up? Uh, Jim Morgan. Why? He was great?
3: Uh, he played for the Reds, which was very important. Um, he was short, which is important to me. <laughs> <laughs> I sympathize with that. And uh, um, he played second base, which is a position I... Wished I could play.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, name your best friend. <laughs> my, my wife. <laughs> just, their
2: <just laughs> name.
3: Mary. <laughs> there you go. Your
1: wife's not here. So does LED flicker? Light flicker like fluorescent light?
3: Do LEDs flicker like fluorescence? They should not no. They should not.
0: That's how you spot a real LED. Yep. Not flickering. Can nanoscience be run on a nano budget? No. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no.
0: I think we're uh, transitioning towards longer yes, the, answers.
3: We no, <laughs> so s- do want The smaller the a a thing, the more expensive it is, right?
6: What a paradox! Yeah. <laughs> what about
2: the space? What channel? a crazy world we live in! <laughs> wow! Ooh,
4: hoo,
1: hoo. Yeah. Who's right now, Mr. Yeah. Scientist? <laughs> <laughs> So if you would uh, write a grant proposal for the Major League Baseball to pay you for your research, what would you put in there? Ah.
3: I, I would love to have somebody pay me to do research on the physics of baseball, because there's lots of interesting questions. I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of things like, you know, why curveball curves are pretty well, well understood. But there are a lot of things involving the materials bats are made out of. They're really
4: kind of interesting. They're, they're <laughs> I feel like I feel like your face would be on like you know the uh, internet ads. They're like, I don't know, pitchers hate him. Like, <laughs> <100, 000. laughs> He'll hit you right up. <laughs> Increase your batting average by five thousand. Yeah. But is there a demand for scientists in the baseball field?
3: Uh, yeah, although there's probably more of a demand for statisticians than yeah. scientists, particularly. Well, I saw Moneyball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know but uh, I yeah, I mean. It's it's more so in sports where people have a lot of money, like golf, where you know, uh, developing a better golf club will make you a lot richer than make, developing a better baseball bat. Okay. But um, uh, it's still there, you know, if, if you can come up with a, a new material or a better way of making uh, something that's used so often.
4: Are you trying to get into that, like materials for like sports? Uh, I, I'm not actively
3: trying to, but somebody, you know, if I if if it became financially attractive to do so mm-hmm. and not financially unattractive like it would be right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you're making money without putting the effort into writing the, pro- the actual proposal? No, I mean, I mean I'm mean that i
3: getting money to do other things instead, so yeah.
0: yeah.
5: So if you convince people that gold in baseball bats would be helpful, yeah. and then you'd get to sell a lot of gold and it would make you a lot of money.
4: To me that yeah. just seems like, like where do we draw the line of like, oh no, this is like cheating. You know, like if you make a better golf club or whatever that like like where do you draw the line between challenge of a game like materials just being better
3: yeah and it's interesting and baseball bats in particular uh they they've had to put in rules because they've come up with all these new composite materials and such where the ball just leaps off of it i mean it hits it just springs off so much so baseball bats are now rated on what's called a coefficient of restitution and you can't can't legally play like in high school baseball, especially in Little League. You can't play with a bat that's got too large a coefficient of restitution. Hmm. Um, the the number is like 1.15 that, that if you violate that. So you can make different materials. But the interesting thing is even that doesn't limit you because uh, if, if I look at a baseball bat, it, if, if you imagine this were just like a, a, a plain board or something like that, you could have it vibrating, right? Hmm. A baseball bat will also vibrate. And there's spots where that vibration is less and there are spots where it's more, and the spot where it is less makes up what's called the sweet spot. So that when you hit the ball there, it doesn't vibrate the bat as much, and therefore more energy goes to the ball and less into the bat. So you can make the bat in such ways that the materials make the sweet spot instead of being that big, that big. Uh,
0: You had that in the final, midterm 240, wasn't it? The problem? I
4: could not tell you.
0: About sweet spots? (laughs) (laughs) I would easily have that in a (laughs) example. <laughs> so, uh, is uh, hitting a home run, is this a term for baseball?
3: Is hitting a home run a term in baseball?
4: <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's
2: a <laughs> Is this a guessing <laughs> game, or
0: or these baseball players, do they have, you know, uh, the time to calculate the trajectory, velocity of the ball, uh, you know, impulse, it, the conservation of angular momentum? you know, how, how's this working?
3: It's interesting, because, I mean, it, I, I've Obviously, in my career, I've always had a, a sort of a, a, a desire to, to meld physics with arts. I mean, I, I also teach the Science of Light and Sound class that gets offered here on a regular basis, GSI 121. And, and I'm really interested also in physics of musical instruments and things like that. And I always tell the dancers, I always tell the musicians in the, the 121 class, I always tell anybody who might play baseball when I'm giving one of these talks, the last thing I would ever want you doing is thinking about the science while you were performing.
2: Yeah.
3: Right? It's great to understand it, but do the art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just go out there and dance. And later on you can go back and think, oh well that you know that move was hard because of such and such.
2: So you know, <laughs> I'm just imagining
4: like yeah. on the jumbo screen, like, yeah, this is Pool host calculations. You can see that he totally messed up. Yeah. Well this <laughs> <It's laughs> number here. <laughs> He's totally forgotten. And, and there
3: there's actually an interesting thing about that. One of the uh, it is I always say baseball players do physics in their heads without realizing it because an outfielder, a good outfielder, goes to where the ball is going to land. They know, they hear it off the bat, they see the direction it's going and they go to that spot. Um, It's like
0: the dog sees the ball when the ball is coming to the dog.
2: (laughs) Except except it's an outfielder.
6: (laughs) Theoretically, given your knowledge about trajectories and physics and stuff, subconsciously would you be able to play baseball and be like the best baseball player ever? Like the ice skater in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's turning science into art. You'd be great. <laughs> Theoretically. I, I, think I, is I possible.
3: also could be a great dancer. And, you know, all, these, all these things are possible. Hey, I,
2: I
1: believe in you me. can. <laughs> so we should open the floor now for questions from the audience. And I'm gonna be walking around with the mic so that you have a chance to see and uh, be captured on the camera. So I'm gonna see one of the Us and the P share this other one here. So there's a question here. Let's see. I'm not gonna do it. Go ahead.
4: So why were blue LEDs
5: so important that they got a Nobel prize?
1: Oh. See, have you ever
4: really looked at one, man? I mean, I can take an LED and put, like, blue paper over it and that's it's blue, I mean, it's good enough, right? Yeah,
3: actually you can't make blue out of red, that's part of the, the reason here. Oh, that's so a good point. It, so the idea is that blue, blue is on the short wavelength end of the spectrum so that you can, you can put a phosphor on top of it and down convert it to other colors, so you can make a blue LED into a white LED just by putting it in, encapsulating it in something with a white phosphor. So the flashlights you have, the headlights on your, a lot of cars these days that have white lights, those are all because of the blue LEDs that are kind of buried inside, being turned into white. Um, red is a lower energy, so you can't up-convert it to white. Blue, you can down-convert.
4: So. Is that why LEDs seem very, very light, while like indoor light bulbs in a typical home seem yellow? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, in in fact, this, this is a, a kind of a cute story here. Um, I, because of having worked on LEDs, whenever I find something that has LEDs in it, especially when they first started to become commercially available, flashlights and nightlights and things, I would buy it just because, like, oh, cool! Finally, you could buy these things. I mean, we were making them in the lab, and now you can get them. So, uh, about six, seven, ten years ago. Um, when Christmas tree lights first started getting made out of LEDs, I went to Lowe's and I I saw them, I was like, hey, great, we'll put LED lights on the tree. And I got them home, put them on the tree, and I was told that they were blue. And they were, actually, because they were made out of blue LEDs. And they didn't, they don't, they don't look white, right? So, (laughs) So, what you're talking about here is something called color temperature, that we as humans like warm, yellowish kind of colors, because that's the color a fire would have. The harsh white that you have from a fluorescent bulb is not natural, and therefore we don't like it. And a lot of, a lot of work has gone into making LEDs, the that, that, that capsulant that goes on them, making those so that they imitate more closely a natural color temperature that people like. So now you can buy LEDs that are more soft, soft white, right? that have a lower color temperature so they can replace a regular light bulb in your
1: house. Right? We have another question here. Yeah.
4: So you mentioned before that your uh, chips would be used by doctors and police officers and forensic scientists. Like, how like, would they so, be used?
3: So when we first got involved in, in working on these, uh, one of the, the, the group we were collaborating with, uh, what they were actually doing was DNA sequencing. And the idea here, I mean, if, if I'm going to test somebody's DNA, what I have to do is get some cells, get a blood sample, burst those cells open. then. Basically, filter that all out so that I got just the DNA coming and in, 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 collected, then amplify the DNA. So I take a little tiny bit and I go through a process of heating and cooling and heating and cooling to make more and more. It's called PCR, polymerase chain reaction. They had a scheme where they could do each of these processes on a single chip. So you take a piece of plastic and you have one place where the cells would be burst, another place where they'd be filtered, another place. Right now, that process, if you do the full gel electrophoresis, you know, I always say like people saw in the OJ trial, but you guys don't even remember who O.J. is now, properly. Um, yeah, I have
2: never more. his wife. <laughs> but,
3: but that process is, is currently done, and they're currently doing the biology building here. It um, takes, you know, a, a fairly sizable sample to be collected, and it takes a day and a half-ish to get the whole job done, where if you did this on one of these chips, you have a much, much, much smaller sample, and it can be done in about 30 or 45 minutes. So you can imagine now that if you had this in your doctor's office, you go in, and say, I've been coughing lately, and there's blood coming out of my eyes, I think I might have Ebola. (laughs) I web md it, I might have Ebola. Yes. They they could take a sample and and actually process it there as opposed to having to send it off to a lab somewhere else. And you go out and have a cup of coffee and wipe blood off your face. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, likewise, in a police station, you know, they, they've got evidence they've collected, boom, process it there, and you have, you have a DNA match within a day instead of waiting a week to do.
1: Here's another question.
6: Hi, yeah, um, this is about the dancing. Um, I've recently picked up break dancing, and I was, like, curious, um, how does that differ from, like, the physics of ballet and, like, doing pirouettes and stuff when you're just kind of, like, on the floor, you know?
4: Or center of
3: gravity. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Breakdancing is different than ballet.
2: Um, uh, uh,
3: break dancers don't wear the same costumes as they do in ballet. So, uh, actually, that's kind of funny, because there are different things there. Now, instead of going to breakdancing, I'll go somewhere else with it. When I, first, when I first did the Physics of Dance class, what I did was... I know a bunch of the dance faculty here, and I was talking to Cynthia Thompson. And I said, would not it be great to do this? And she said, well, would you like to have students observe my class and then do your experiments and stuff afterwards? I said, hey, that's a great idea. Well, the class she was teaching at that time was not ballet. It was modern. And it was fascinating because there have been books. There's a book right in there on the shelf on the physics of ballet, but nobody has done any kind of writing on physics of modern or jazz or any of these other forms of dance. And I had a student come up to me after class one day and say, you know, I've been thinking a lot about handstands. And I said, that's, that's a question you don't get in ballet. You know? Yes, and, and there, there's a lot of interesting physics in that that you just would not encounter in ballet. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of different things involving pressure and, and you know, parts of your body touching the floor that in ballet never
1: touch the floor. So let's have one more question from the audience, and then we're going to wrap up. So being that you are a scientist, what
4: is your best science joke that you pull out at parties? You
1: wanna dance?
2: (laughs)
3: So many other good jokes that don't have anything to do with science. <laughs> <laughs> it also wouldn't tell here. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> oh, well,
0: must be. okay uh, the the,
1: the no, look at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two
0: atoms, two atoms, two atoms. Uh. And one is one is losing the electron, right? And uh, the other one is asking, uh, and, uh, or you no, the one who oh. lost the the electron is lamenting like, "Oh man, I, I lost my electron." And the other one is like. Are you sure? And he's like, the, the one who lost the electrons, like, I'm positive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just thought, I'll <laughs> Anch- to tex- the last night.
4: Thanks for saving me <laughs> <laughs> the there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: yeah, the-
1: As we wrap up the program tonight, <laughs> we would like to ask the panelists to say something that they learned from today's conversation. So, each one of you will have to tell us what you... What oh, uh, all of
0: them. Which
1: one At the I? same time.
4: One,
1: up, two, three... <laughs> Nothing! <Nade. laughs> <laughs> you guys had me!
5: <laughs> um, the national
6: science... Really important science place is paying you to make plastic pretty with gold. <laughs> I learned that it's okay to put chips in people as long as they're pretty. <laughs>
4: uh, keep chloroform for just... Those spontaneous moments, you know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Why not floor <chlorophyll? laughs> uh, I have learned that if I'm ever suspecting a baseball player of being a robot, I'm going to find you first, because I'm going to have a lot of questions. Okay. That's
0: good. <laughs> Great. That's all about all the time we have for tonight. Thank you all for coming.